As you go about the task of trying to understand narcissism, one of the things that begins to rise to the surface pretty quickly is, I'm dealing with somebody here who is not at all healthy. Narcissists are troubled souls. They're, they're underdeveloped in their conscience. They're underdeveloped in the way that they engage with people. They're like a little child who hasn't figured out yet that the world doesn't revolve around them. Now, the deeper you go into your understanding of narcissism, I'm sure that you can see, you know, there are other kinds of traits that spin off of that that can seem rather scary. And then many people will ask me, well, yes, I can see the narcissistic element here, but am I dealing with a sociopath or perhaps am I even dealing with a psychopath? And I think it's good for you to know what that's all about because uh, the more you understand what's in front of you, then the more you can make uh, informed decisions about where you're going to go in relation to all of that. So I want to see if I can break down the distinction between narcissism, sociopathy, and the psychopath. And, and as I do so, I'm going to give a heading to each of these three categories to try to make it a little easier for you to understand. When we talk about narcissism, I'm going to use the heading dismissive. When we talk about a sociopath, I'm going to use the heading schemer. And then when we talk about the psychopath, I'm going to use the heading predator, okay? And I think you can already see where we're going with this. It actually becomes a continuum with the uh, psychopath all the way down at the far end. Now, you know that with the narcissist, uh, we have a very high need for control, a very low level of empathy, a lot of exploitive and manipulative behavior. They must be in charge. They must be superior. They have an alternate view of reality. They can rationalize anything and everything. And then when I put it, put it under the heading of dismissive, then there are certain other elements that we can add to that. For example, the, the narcissist will overvalue themselves, which predictably says then they undervalue you. Uh, you're just a pawn. You're just a player on the stage as far as they're concerned, and your worth and your value is not something they put much thought into at all other than how they can use you. Uh, they do have that sense of entitlement. There are certain things that I need, but then in, in that dismissive sense, it's like, and I don't care what you need. Or they always have to be right. Well, when they're right, again, going back to the dismissive word, well, then somebody's going to be wrong, and guess who that's going to be? Uh, they, they have a strongly critical mindset, and so in their criticism, there, there just has to be uh, somebody who has to take the brunt of their annoyance and impatience and irritability, and again, that's going to be you. And so basically, the, the narcissist concludes, I'm really glad that I'm me, and boy, what I hate to have to be you. And these are people that just, it's impossible to deal with them on any kind of long-term basis where you're going to have some satisfaction. Now, let's take it up a notch and let's go to the, uh, the category of sociopathy. Now, keep in mind, I put the, the over, overarching uh, descriptor over that as the schemer. Sociopaths uh, are always cooking up some sort of a scheme. Let's keep in mind that they operate on the assumption that if there are rules out there, those rules don't apply to me. And so they see themselves as being above and beyond the sta standard operating procedures that everybody else has to go with. Now, it could be that inside a business, if a business has a certain protocol in terms of how they do things, uh, their, their thinking is, 
but the protocol is going to be different for me because you see, I'm, I'm way special. I'm really smart and I'm a lot better than that. Or inside a, uh, a, a relationship. It's like, well, most people, when they do relationships, they handle it A, B, and C, but I'm not most people. And so they give themselves uh, particular entitlements. Uh, morality is something that just is meaningless to them. Uh, they may say that they're committed to you, but then you find out that there's all sorts of stuff going on behind the scenes, uh, whether it's uh, through addictive behaviors or through uh, cheating or, and, uh, and, and being involved with multiple people at the same time. Uh, rules and morality are just irrelevant to them. It's whatever I feel in the moment. And so they do not conform. In fact, they, they like the idea that they don't conform and they, they, they like to have toys that are a little bit different. They like to have, uh, all sorts of, uh, activities and, uh, and, and ventures that says, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a pleasure seeker and you're going to see it and you're going to see it very easily around me. Now, another ingredient that goes along with this is no remorse, no guilt. If you catch them red-handed at doing something, they may say something to get themselves off the hook, like, yeah, I guess I shouldn't have done that. But at the end, it's like it doesn't, it doesn't sink down very deep at all. If you or I were to do something really wrong, I would hope that there would be a sense of agonizing and soul-searching that goes on. Sociopaths don't agonize. Sociopaths don't soul-search. Now, they can be very intelligent, and they can uh, intellectualize all sorts of, of uh, aspects of, of uh, life, and they can talk as if they understand right from wrong, but down at that gut level, it's just not there. Uh, they do and say whatever is expedient in the moment, and then uh, whatever uh, uh, accountability you want them to have, it's like it's meaningless. They wear masks, and, uh, and they're, they're chameleons who live to exploit. Now, one of the things we can say about sociopaths is uh, they, they can be very skilled at uh, picking out people that can be duped or picking out people that can be manipulated and because they're slick talkers and they can say whatever needs to be said in the moment and bring you in and, uh, and, and they tend to work pretty quickly. And so one of the things that you want to uh, watch for is when somebody tries to get you to join them in perhaps something that seems a little bit fishy, but they, they say, come on, it's okay. And they work real fast with you. Um, because, uh, they like pulling people in because then if there's something wrong, they have someone that they can blame and it's going to be you. Now, let's go to that place of the psychopath. And I mentioned that the word we're going to have there is predator. Now, a psychopath, well, when you see uh, uh, movies and uh, things on uh, television news and all like that, the psychopath tends to have a very strong criminal mind. I mean, when we say they don't have a conscience, they have zero conscience. It's like they have no regard whatsoever for order. It's completely all about themselves. Um, they, they have no need for compassion. They do not attach well at all. Uh, people are only, only tools to be used. And, and so they can be very uh, cold-blooded in the way that they engage with folks. They must be dominant. They can have a very bad temper and they can be very overwhelming when somebody does something that, uh, that displeases them to the extent that their punishing behavior can be very severe and, uh, and abusive. Uh, you are a pawn to be used by these individuals, nothing else. Uh, so they have an, a reckless disregard for any kind of order and they have uh, no sense of accountability whatsoever. 
and uh, many times these people can uh, can have such difficulty in uh, in engaging in an orderly kind of way that they operate kind of on the fringes and they they don't do well in regular jobs uh, but they they have to have their own way and uh, and they they just cannot uh, have any kind of sense that says anybody's going to tell them what to do now narcissism the uh, uh the dismissive person the sociopath, the schemer, and then uh, the, psychopath, the psychopath, the predator. These are three very difficult uh, kinds of categories that we can deal with. And, and I, I want you to see that there are some common themes between these. Uh, all three of these categories operate with the presumption that you are beneath them. Uh, there is no sense of equality in the occasion with any of these three you are, uh, you exist to be exploited. Uh, you serve a function for them and whatever the function is, it's going to be very self-serving. And so if you think you're going to gain uh, by being with these people, think again, because, uh, they, they have no regard for whatever gain you might want. And then another common theme between these is there's little to no honesty. What you see isn't necessarily at all what's really going on or what's a, a projection of what's going to happen. Uh, you're dealing with smoke and mirrors. Uh, and then another common theme with these is uh, you stick with these people long enough, you will be harmed. Uh, these are not people who have any regard for your sense of well-being. And then any plea that you have for, uh, for better treatment or any plea that you have for them to see their dysfunction is going to be dismissed. So it, it's not a very optimistic kind of thing for us to understand or uh, for us to engage with, is it? So as we look at these kinds of uh, uh, characteristics in these three categories, I think it's going to bring you back to some of your basics asking, is this really what I want? Now, it's, it's, it's always fascinating to me when I see people who are drawn to that bad boy mentality or that wild girl kind of mentality, or it's almost as though we glamorize the people that get away uh, with, uh, you know, breaking laws and, and all of this. And I, I'm frankly amazed when I watch some of the, or I don't watch them actually, but when I know of movies that glamorize the, uh, the mean person, that glamorize the people that break all the rules, Seriously, is that really what we as a culture want to uh, to, to hold up as as something that's uh, that's entertaining or that's something that we want to aspire to? I, I hope that you can see through that and realize uh, this this is not at all a, a way that anyone would want to engage. And and behind the scenes, there's just much hurt and damage that goes along with it. So as you understand these categories, I'm hoping that you'll take it as uh, a time for personal reflection. Looking at what these people are capable of and what their tendencies are, I'm hoping you can ask, what's my better alternative? What, what does goodness mean to me? And, and how can I treat people in a way that never leads to uh, the ways that these individuals do? And in having this information, I want you to be able to take it in a good direction and, uh, and ward off your, uh, your sense of vulnerability to those who cannot and will not agree with what you understand to be uh, a right approach towards life. Now, I'm hoping that you gain something from the videos that we uh, put up here on our Surviving Narcissism Network. Um, beneath the video, you'll see that subscribe button. I would invite you to do that. And we also have some links for some books and some online videos, and I hope that you would take uh, uh, take availability of that. I really enjoy doing these, and uh, and I like getting the comments from you, and I will see you next time around.